Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. You are listening to The Blowhole on Finsider Radio. As my ever-trusty compatriot, Robcast, just let you all know, I am live and in person back in Florida. You sound so good. There's bassy. You don't sound like you're in a tin can. Yeah, it feels good to be home. And uh, yeah, this is, this is really nice. Like, this is... I know the season's over. Um, you know, it was kind of a heartbreaking way to end the season. But uh, it does feel good to be home. It felt good to be watching the game with you in person like we used to. And um, we didn't embarrass ourselves at all. Uh, we played very, very well. And quite honestly, I feel like we should have won that game. We could have won that game. I agree. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know about should, but honestly, you know, so many of these games, after it's over, I will sit here and say, like, if this went right or if this went right, we should have won. But honestly, to beat Buffalo with Skylar Thompson, we needed everything to go right. And we got a lot of things to go our way with the turnovers, the defensive score. Um, but we didn't, you know, we've still made enough of our own mistakes that it, you know, obviously didn't happen. But I can't sit here and be like, we should, you know, I felt like, yes, we could have won that game, but that wasn't like a should have. We had a lot of stuff go our way, uh, and it didn't happen. But, you know, that team showed me a lot of guts. They sure did. 
Um, I'm trying to think, like the last four Miami Dolphin playoff games, blown out by the Ravens once, blown out by the Ravens twice, blown out by the Steelers, and then on Sunday, we played well. We showed up uh, it, with a... Granted, everybody deals with injuries, but, I mean, we were rolling basically a practice squad offense out there. Um, our defense... Not whole, you know. The secondary it hasn't been whole, hasn't all, been year. whole all year. Uh, I thought they played really, really well. Um, I thought they played really well in the Jets game to get us into the playoffs. So credit where credits due. We're going to talk about Boyer in the second half of the show, but um, we're going to recap kind of the season and the game in the first half. And I thought they did everything they needed to do to win. Thompson, both interceptions. We're, we're bad. Like, the second one killed us, right? I mean, it was like in in our territory. It basically put them almost in the red zone. Um, but I thought Thompson actually played pretty well. The two interceptions were bad, but he made some really good throws. He had a lot of drops. Uh, Waddle had some, some pretty brutal ones, and Kaseki had a really bad one. Um, I think... You know the the first the waddle the first waddle drop on the the opening yeah. drive from the offense that would have led to points like whether or not it was a touchdown or you know field goal attempt. Well, Sanders is automatic. If Sanders makes yeah Sanders makes a kick, it, it that should have led to points. Um, the Gasecki drop was also really bad. That one you know I mean that could have gone all that the way. could have yeah that he could have broken that to the house. So those were there were some some brutal drops. Hill had a bad drop also on a slant. Like who knows? Like with his speed, maybe. Maybe he takes that one to the house. I don't know. I didn't really see the all 32 angle on that one, but oh, that's a lot of people on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, full disclosure. It's midnight in Florida and Rob and I have been drinking for a while. So we're going back to like old school, old school, very drunk recording. Right My now. watch told me a long time ago it was bedtime. Yeah, but we got to do this. This is important. We have to do this. We, Actually, we're hanging out with, since James is in town, we had friends here. There was bourbon. There was drinks. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm buzzed. Yeah, this is good, though. This is, like, this is how the blowhole started. So, um, and I think that's good. I, it's going to be a little bit different show than we've done for the past couple seasons. Because we're drunk? That, and also, I think this Dolphins team is different. This is a different Dolphins team. I think we're entering a new era, like, I feel... I feel good about it. Damn right. Um, you always feel good about it, but I actually like I actually feel good about it. <laughs> That's true. You are the one that wants to fire everybody. You want to cut everybody. Um, I like to stay the course. I like this team. Um, and yeah, but honestly, what they've shown in the last two games... That's what you want to see, right? The fight. This team down 17 nothing. so easy to turtle up and just be like, all right, let's, you know, getting ready for golf. And they didn't. They fought back against a really good team. On the road. On the road. And and they they came back. Man, they they had the lead. They And then a chance to take the lead. And, yeah, there were, you know, the problems getting their plays in. You know, it's been talked about. We, you know, you guys have all Heard everybody talking about it. You've seen, you know, the media talking about it. You heard Mike McDaniel talking about it. I mean, we were literally out of timeouts. You can't challenge. You can't call a timeout on fourth and one because you've wasted your timeouts trying to get the play in. It's been a problem all year. It's something I hope 
you know, maybe it doesn't happen as much with Tua, but even with Tua, there were problems getting the play in. Maybe, the, you know, rookie head coach, something to work on. Obviously, it's something we need to be better at. Um, it hurt us this Sunday. Um, but, you know, you know, I'm, I'm all from I'm all for Mikey D, man. Mike McD, he's he's uh, he crushed it this year. I believe the kids call him McDrippy. McDrippy. Oh, yeah, I could see that. So um, let's the end of the game. Uh, let's let's rehash that a little bit. So, yeah, you're right. They McDaniel said after the fact that he thought or his team or whoever was radioing into his headset that they had picked up the first down. So that's why he didn't get the plane on time. If you recall, like they actually did get a playoff that was, you know, they blew it dead. That was awful. <laughs> yeah, they blew it dead. Thankfully, they they blew it dead. So that because that would have been stuffed anyway. So it was a running play that was stuffed in the backfield that was blown dead. So they went to fourth and six, and they actually did run a play. And I thought that was pretty blatant pass interference. Kaseki, if we're being honest here, yeah. I mean, I was. We've complained about the officiating exactly all season. I believe that the NFL has a vendetta against Ross for for you know making them look bad for with the with the Flores suit and the you know just giving it's the getting caught. It's giving the NFL a black eye. You know whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I really feel like we are never the benefit of the calls. To me, the most egregious officiating was was the uh was the little Wilkins melee like oh that was the worst part i that was my worst call of the game as well. Wilkins got punched in the head 3 times so, and he never swings at anybody I'm going to go ahead and set the yeah, please do for everybody that might not be aware of what we're talking about this was in i believe it was it was the first half it was the first interception that Allen threw uh it was a deep ball i don't remember the Bills receiver that it was to but it was intercepted by Howard and he's returning it and Wilkins gives Allen a soft shove as a block to let him know that like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to let you get in the team. You. I'm not going to let you get in on the right. tackle, like, but he didn't deck him. He, he, no, was, he gave him was, a push yeah. like to be like, you know, like, Hey, and then he stood in front of him and then Allen from behind decks him. And then three bills tackle Wilkins. Well, Wilkins of, does push Allen back after he gets, after he yeah. gets shoved, he pushes him back retaliation. Nothing, neither of that egregious. Then three bills, offensive linemen tackle him, rip off his helmet. And Wilkins gets called. I don't know what Wilkins did wrong. There. He did nothing wrong. And, and the fact that no bills were ejected, they should have been ejected. I mean, they were swinging. I mean, he got punched in the head like three times. One, that shouldn't have been offsetting. It should have just been 15 for us. And two, there should have been at least one, if not three bills, ejected on that. And somehow they call offsetting penalties on that. And that was that was egregious. Yeah, that was that was a, a big miss call, I thought. Um, other calls in the game, I mean, they, they ended up correcting them on replay, but they ruled two very clear incomplete passes as catches on the field. One, Dawson Knox's touchdown that they overruled. The other one was the deep pass to, uh, Shakir. They had a, there was a ref right in front of that. <laughs> we are, so we argued about this as, as the game was happening. I mean, yes, they, they got the call right. The guy was the call was wrong on the field. The guy is right there. But that stuff is happening in real time. I mean, that, it happens. The call got the call is was right in the end. Uh, sure, it, not so. That's bad. fine. It's just it for me. It's frustrating watching that. Those are very clear incomplete passes that they. The catches. problem is since we ended up losing anyway. If 
Knox had caught that touchdown, I would have been able to advance in my uh, fantasy playoffs. Mm, really um, sorry about that. Yeah, but I didn't. Really, really sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> but what's more fun is the guy who was behind me, I beat him by one point because he had Brett Maher oh, at minus three. <laughs> that's brutal. That is brutal. That's brutal. But neither of us advanced, so it didn't matter. Either way, um, I felt good about the Dolphins' performance. This was the big problem, though. The offense did not execute in this game. They couldn't run. Nope. They dropped a bunch of passes. Dropped a bunch of passes. Uh, offensive line play was suspect, but, I mean, like, you're literally playing with For who was out there, you got so, a pr- pretty happy with it. Yeah. Um, you just, you, I, you can't stop but and wonder, like, what, like, had they caught those, just one of them. You know, like, those were big plays. Big plays that were dropped, and um, that's execution. That's on the offense. I thought the defense played very, very well. Um, they played inspired. Uh, they were after Allen all day. They forced turnovers. I've The media narrative is, like, the Bills are making these mistakes themselves. Like, let's give some credit to the Dolphins. Like, they played really, really well on defense. They were in the backfield constantly. They were forcing those turnovers. Like, it's not yeah, like the Bills were just giving the ball away. Not giving them away, but I think it's because Allen has a tendency to to make a risky throw because sometimes he can hit him and, and you know, like we've seen good Josh Allen. There's great the Josh Allen was and a good play by Josh X Allen. and you take that. If it's one-on-one, you take a deep shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Like, and that was a great play by X. The other one, the, the Holland interception, again, another really good play by the defense, good coverage, pop the ball in the air. Holland got the pick. And then the, I mean the, the touchdown, like that's a, you have a blindside blitzer coming that Allen didn't see knock the ball out, and you scoop and score. Like, those are good plays by the defense, not oh, necessarily yeah. the Bills. I mean, the Bills are the Bills. Like, that's a very good football team, and I just full credit to the defense. The last two weeks, Jets, and I've been very, very harsh on the defense all season. We don't get into the playoffs if they don't play as well as they did in the Jets game, and we're not close in Buffalo on Sunday if the defense doesn't play the way no, they No, I mean, they scored. <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean, <laughs> They scored. I mean, even special teams played well. I said defense and special teams had to play well. Yep. We definitely said that. Sanders made his kicks. We had the, the first re- decent return I've seen all year. Cedric! Coverage was a little suspect at times. Like, I think they had some some returns that were plus. Yeah, but the but... week before, Naeem Hines had two return touchdowns. Correct. So, like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. pretty yeah, happy. We, yeah, I was. we were happy with defense and special teams. It was, it was offense. Like, the reason we lost in Buffalo in this playoff game is a hundred percent on the offense, whether or not it's injuries to whoever's out there. That's why we lost. Yeah. But the offense also played better than anyone would have thought they could have. I mean, this was a, this was a two touchdown game to, to Vegas and, and it was 17, nothing out of the gate. And I sort of remember a certain co-host last week just saying I'd be happy as long as we don't get beat as bad as New England got beat by Buffalo the year before. And did we? And we did not. That is right. <laughs> but so but yes. I was happy. I mean, it was You're, weird to be happy about a loss and like I hate moral victories. This is such a moral victory and it is. And we've had two this year in Buffalo. Like that was the the other one, that was the first time I ever like felt good about a loss ever. 
and, and this one felt pretty similar. The lo- the, the regular it. season loss in Buffalo was a moral victory because we were because Tua didn't look good for two weeks. So having him look good, yeah, basically said, okay, this offense, you know, <clears throat> we have hope for the rest of the season. Um, God, there's there are so many what ifs, you know. Always, there always are. So that brings us to the kind of like the season as a whole, right? Um. We've said this a lot on the podcast this year. This is definitely the best Miami Dolphins offense we've seen since the early to mid nineties, probably. Oh, yeah, since at least I mean it's almost you almost because of the passing, you almost want to say back to Marino. Well that's but I mean early mid nineties is Marino. Right. But yeah. I mean that there were the offenses with Ricky were really good because we could run. This was better than those though. I no, thought true. Yeah, I thought this was a better offense. Like I like it was a scary passing offense, and they really didn't even... I don't think they scratched the surface of their potential. Like, it was just... It was all Hill and Waddle and, like, a little bit of... A little bit of Sherfield, and, you know, sometimes Moser would get involved. It was... It was... It was all... It was all Hill and Waddle. Yeah. The running game really didn't start working until the second half, and that was when the passing game wasn't. Um, yeah, but... It makes you, you know, going to next year, there's going to be days, <laughs> games where we're going to be running and passing like I do. I feel like an, another year under McDaniel's belt, you know, Tua coming in healthy, offensive, you know, who knows, you know, who knows, you nobody knows about injuries, but if this team comes back healthier next year, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, I will say, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about moving on from McDaniel and hiring Peyton and those sorts of things. Um, oh, God, this guy. How do you, I don't even know how I work with him. I mean, nothing in the past couple of weeks has really, like, kind of changed. Like, I mean, the offense hasn't really shown me anything to make me feel better about where we are. What I am saying is, like, looking at this as a whole, the, the final results, I, I feel like McDaniel has definitely earned a second chance. Obviously, he's going to get it. Um, they've come out and said that two is going to be the quarterback next year, which is great. I'm fine with that. As long as he's healthy, if he's been cleared, we can figure this stuff out. We can protect him. I'm, I'm good moving forward with that. I would like to see this team play. It seems very obvious to me that these guys like each other. Like, I mean, this is a very easy oh, game yeah. that they could have given up on. There's a good locker room culture we have going on. They like McDaniel. Um, yeah, I'd like to see what he can do. I'd like to see him adjust like make the offense more balanced, like see what we can do and how we can build the team out on the offensive side of the ball. We're going to get to, you know, the off season and what we feel about it. But this season as a whole, you know, I, I the offense made tremendous strides. I mean, looking at what they did in the coming into the season, they hired McDaniel to run the offense. They made the trade for Hill and they signed Armstead. And then you had the running backs that they brought in, Mostert. They signed Edmonds originally, and then they got rid of him and replaced him with Jeff Wilson. Those are great moves. Like, I think those yeah. are all good. I, there were problems on the offense. Like, it was not all perfect. It, I, I I still don't understand how they could not use Gusecki in this offense. I feel like he was a perfect complement to the other two wide receivers. Cedric Wilson was a miss. And, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, there were... There were balance was an issue sometimes you know getting play calls in relying too heavily on the pass like these are things that they could have done better on offense well early in the season we never had the three phases clicking at the same time 
Like the the defense would be good in in a game the offense would not be good. The defense would be terrible in the games the offense was cranking. Special teams was a kind of an issue all year. The coverage yep. was terrible on the kicks. Sanders Sanders was, was it, had had his stretches in the middle where he was really bad. Um and uh, I mean, I thought Morstead was fine. He's a free agent. And we'll, that we'll talk. You know, I hope they bring him back. Like I, he was a good punter. I thought I, he kind of gave a, a goodbye farewell on Twitter or whatever. Um, but hopefully, they do bring him back. Um, depending on the cost, I mean, I thought he was good. I don't know if you know if they want to bring in a, if they want to do a rookie or get some un, undrafted guy in there. Fine. I mean, I think. I mean, you got to bring them in to compete, whether you bring him in or whether you sign Morstead or not. You're going to bring in a kicker to compete with Sanders again. Um, the he Sanders was great down the stretch. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's he they're paying him. So it's tough to pay a kicker who's not Justin Tucker. Right. Um, but, you know, we already alluded to it earlier, like good kickers sometimes look bad like brett maher is a fine kicker and he was (laughs) he was awful like what is it missing three extra points that's insane or four extra points that's insane like that's unheard of and now you know it happens though so i don't know like i think sanders is fine um if they cut him because of the price fine they bring in somebody bring in our young you know drafts draft somebody bring in an unrestricted free agent to compete and if he's just as good you cut sanders i'm fine with it but i also won't scream if they bring him back i think he's okay yeah i'm the problems at least like the 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 bigger problems that i saw from this season were the defense which at times was brilliant was very inconsistent and went very long stretches without making plays they they did make some plays, but if you look at their rankings for, throughout the year, like they were very mediocre. And given the talent on the team, even with the injuries, they should have been better than they were. And yeah, I don't want to get. I know we're going to talk about. Obviously, we're recording this Thursday night. Well, almost. Yeah, we know Friday. about Boyer. We're going to talk about it in the next second. It, yeah, it's Friday morning <laughs> already. Mm. This you guys will be listening to this on Friday. Um, and we'll we'll talk about the defense and Boyer and his firing and what we think about that. Yeah, but just recapping the season, like overall, like the grade for the defense for the season, C plus, maybe B minus. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Honestly, like they 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 got a boost for the last two games. For right. Me. Uh, there was there were stretches where they looked great. I think we talked about that. Like there was the Patriots game at the beginning of the season. That was a really good game. Steelers game, uh, Texans game, Browns game. I think that's and then there were like splotches of other games where they looked good but yeah i again this de, even when this defense is humming there were there were a couple of games where the offense was so bad especially you know when Tua was out when those guys were out there for 40 plus minutes and even you know you can't expect right, you're them a lot yeah. you're asking too much like this you know defenses now they're made you know it's a, it's a scoring league so it's made to be like you know, big play, big risk, big reward, and, you know, get a lead and and get after the passer, basically, is 
um, you know, the days of the, the, the bears, you know, 46 defense, just shutting down everybody for, you know, every time they're out there, that's just not happening anymore with the way the rules are set up. Yeah. And for as happy as I was with them in Buffalo in this game on Sunday, I mean, there was a play early on, right? Like it was third and 15 and they zero blitz and they hit, <laughs> you know, and that's how, you know, that's how they got their first touchdown. Well, it was funny. I saw, and I saw a tweet. I don't remember who it was, but it was like a defensive back in the, you know, just an NFL defensive back. Um, and he was saying, and because people were like, you know, it, he was like retweeting something where it was like burning X for getting burnt on that. And he's like, he's like, no, zero blitz. The whole idea is the quarterback's not supposed to have the time to make that throw. Like, like, exactly. Like you're, you, if you, he has the time to make, and he made a perfect, that was at Josh Allen at his best. That was a perfect throw. Yes. X wasn't in good position, but the whole point of those zero blitzes is, is that he's not going to be able to have time to set up and make that throw. And he had the time to make that throw that that's, that was more on the rush, not getting there than on X. I mean, Again, third and 15, it was a zero blitz to play before they got the sack. Right. Great. Now it's third and 15. Now maybe you show zero blitz and don't zero blitz? Well, oh, yeah, may, probably. <laughs> like, like, that's probably like, I mean, like you don't, I mean, you just well, don't zero blitz on third and 15. Well, There's we, like certain times where you don't zero blitz. We, we had the running joke uh, while watching the game that when it was, we were literally rooting for third and short because our run defense is so good. We want we we'd rather third and one than third and fifteen because we we've been giving up third and longs all year at a maddening pace and uh, and we've been great at those like fourth and ones and third and twos. Third so. and medium, third and short, we're we're pretty good. Like I I all season felt really yeah. really good about that, and even in the Flores years, same way, like same thing. Yeah. So, oh no, it's it's been a long time where we've been getting crushed on those third and longs. The carryover. So um anyway, uh we are at time for this. We did want to kind of go over fantasy camp as we were recovering or recovering. <laughs> recapping uh the the playoff loss, but uh we'll do uh we'll recap our fantasy camp performance uh after the break and then we'll get into what we're hoping to see in the off season and kind of like previewing what we've already come to find out this week. Uh, so please stay tuned. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back. Um, so before we get into like the off-season stuff, we would like to talk about Fantasy Camp. We're not going to hit the drop or anything like that, but we did. <laughs> 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 uh, 
That's pretty good. Pretty Thank good. you. Um, yeah, Rob won fantasy camp last week. I believe only Yay. because of the defensive players, because none of the offensive players were. Tyree Kill had an okay. You you game. had a touchdown from Wilson because you had the running backs and I had the wide receivers. They were pretty even, but uh, I had Holland and Phillips, and Holland was the beast with the. He had the pick. He had a. He was second on the team. I didn't and, realize he had thirteen tackles until he told me that. Just well, now. that was both them together, but oh. the, but he was second on the team in tackles. Um, and between him and Phillips, they also had the and the pass breakups and the tackles for losses. Uh, they. I they mean, Phillips is a monster. Me. Like it's yeah. it's so weird. Like when you watch them play and how well Phillips has played all year, he's been amazing. And but like his stats don't really reflect it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't like because he. Cause, I think he ended up with like eight sacks, which is pretty good, but. He should have had like fifteen or sixteen. Like, and he gets held a lot too. What Phillips, Wilkins, and Sealer have been so insane this year that I don't like. How is this not a number one defense with how those guys are playing? Um, And then you put in like Chubb. I know people. You know, there's certain people like, oh, what a waste or whatever. You I know, don't. Yeah, I don't think that's a waste. No, it's not a waste. You can see him playing, and like he's also generating a lot of pressure. I think but, with the right scheme, like he and with Ogba back, then they then you have the, the the you know mixing these guys in and resting and bringing and having a time when all three of those are in there with Wilkins. We like, talked about Ingram a lot too. Like I mean, yeah, I Ingram hope they, was, I actually hope they bring him back next year. I'm I don't I think they only signed him to one year deal. Yeah, year, he's right? a free agent. There's a there's a lot of free agents on this. We'll team. get to that, but yeah, I think that um, yeah, those are. Yeah, I mean, they generated a lot of pressure. They just couldn't get home. I think some of that scheme coverage, like not having the right coverage called. and But, the, you know, the defense, we it's funny because I love our linebackers, but we need a better linebacker. Mm. And I'm like, and I don't, I don't even, it's one of those weird things. Like, I know we need to improve there, but I don't want to take any of these guys off the field. Van Ginkle, his, his, when he's on there, is great. You know, uh, Roberts has been good. And 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 Baker's been good, but we it's one of those things like, yeah, I, I get going for Chubb, but like, could they have given up a similar package for Roquan Smith? They they paid Chubb. They could have paid Smith. We needed a linebacker at the time of the deal. Agba wasn't hurt. Adding that, you know, now Chubb, you know, after Agba was hurt, you really needed Chubb out there. But like before that. Would that have made more sense of adding him in, as a linebacker? Yeah, I mean, just seeing what he did for Baltimore's defense—it's so enticing, though. Like the, and I think this is going to be very, very enticing for defensive coordinators that are out there. Chubb, Phillips, oh god, Wilkins, yeah. like, like as a. That's and Wilkins is an interior guy, right? Like, and, yeah, yeah, and Sealer. Raquan Davis is a, is a really good run stuffer. I mean, that's like your, you know, your defensive line, like your your front four or five is it's sick. Yeah, I mean, really, really sick. So, like, if you can devise some kind of coverage scheme that works, that's not Howard on an island or <laughs> like right. just like some wide receiver running. Free well, think or of it. Well, having no coverage over the middle, like. But now we have, like, even. Like we, you know, nobody, Byron Jones is not going to 
take another snap for the Miami Dolphins with that contract and with him not su- suiting up at all this year. There's no way unless he really wants to be here, which I doubt and Clearly. wants to restructure that deal. Um, the, the, he's definitely a post uh, June 1st cut candidate. Um, but even with that said, with, you know, when if Needham comes back, Kohu has proven to be, you know, a, solid starter Brandon in Jones. the nickel and Brandon Jones. And then if you, you know, even true Williams, he was like looking really good before he got hurt. And McKinley has been actually very, very solid. Like his, his metrics are very high. This was an undrafted uh, safety out of Oregon who played with Holland right in college. Uh, he played very, very well. Kohu, uh, his metrics are off the chart. Like yeah. His, his metrics are, uh, for a rookie, not just for a rookie, but for any cornerback in the league, like he's his numbers, he graded as the second best rookie cornerback behind Sauce Gardner, like numbers wise. Yes, um, part of that, like I actually like read into that a little bit, was um, he was targeted, I believe, six times on fourth downs, and he gave up none of them. <laughs> so, like they get like those count as turnovers. So that's oh, okay. six turnovers that he's credited for. Oh, nice. Which is yeah, uh, but that's, awesome. that's amazing. Yeah, it is. those are turnovers and yeah. he should be credited for those. So, yeah, he's um yes. Uh Kohu Kohu X Needham Jones Holland Baker and another middle linebacker with that front that we were describing before. It's a very enticing package to come to. So really quick, just want to be clear. Uh, we are past fantasy camp. Rob won last week, but I won the season. Now yeah, but I'm, I won, now the, we're I won the playoffs. About, right. Oh, that's true. All right. Congratulations. Aren't wins in the playoffs worth more? I guess. That, since that's the last game, that's the super, <laughs> the last game of the playoffs is the Super Bowl. I'm actually not even going to fight you on that. Yeah, hey, I won totally the championship. Fine. Totally fine. Got the belt. Good job. Fantasy camp. I wish we would have actually won the game. <laughs> um, we touched on it. Uh, Josh Boyer was fired. Uh, that happened today. Boyer uh, and a few of his assistants that were Flores holdovers were fired. Sam Madison still on the staff. Uh, he was a McDaniel hire. There was a couple other uh, defensive assistants that were kept that are from Flores' staff that are still currently employed. We'll see. So I started looking at available defensive coordinators. Um, the number one available is uh, Fangio. Obviously. Yeah, that's like, on everybody's everybody's wish list. And he point. seems to be tied to where Sean Payton goes. Although I mentioned this to you off air, if Payton goes to Denver, I don't know how Fangio goes back to Denver. Like I don't know how you go back to a place where you were fired as in as I, a lesser. Position. The one thing that makes this Dolph- I don't think he's going I don't think Peyton's going to end up in Denver though. Yeah, that's true. The one thing that makes this job super attractive, especially for a a veteran defensive coordinator ex-head coach like Fangio is McDaniel doesn't want to be part of the defense. Right. He will let you be the head coach of the defense and this defense is loaded. So yeah. and Fangio had job in Denver as well. That's another yeah, another tie-in. I and, don't. I just something inside of me feels like it's not going to be Fangio. Well, maybe it won't. But for all, for all of our you know distaste of uh, of Ross, the dude will open up the purse strings for yeah. this team. No, totally. Like he 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 will pay for this team. So 
you know, he might be able to make a little extra incentive for uh, Vic Fangio to come here if that's if that's the desire of of McDaniel and Greer to have it's, him here. Seems like it's up to McDaniel. It seems like yeah. they're letting him pick. So there's like, and that's like kind of an interesting thing to me too. Is like, is he going to try and find a guy that he thinks he can work with? McDaniel's a smart guy. Like he obviously knows a lot about defense. Like you can't be that good at calling offense if you don't know defense. Right. So um, there's a couple other interesting names out there. There's some young guys, uh, Chris Ricard uh, on the Dallas staff. It, uh, 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 he's, I believe, the secondary coordinator for Dallas. Um, he's been a hot name. Wasn't he actually a head coaching choice the, sure. when we hired Flores? Uh, he might have been. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like, yes, I feel like that name has come up before. Um, I saw him on the list. Uh, there's the defensive coordinator from Wisconsin. Uh, his name is Jim Leonard, another young uh, young coach. He was on uh, Mike Pettin's staff. So Mike Pettin is a well-renowned defensive coordinator. Uh, he used to be the defensive coordinator for the Jets. Uh, a name that I saw that was interesting, Wade Phillips is out there, has a very solid history of running defenses, especially with this amount of talent. Like, I feel like he could put together a pretty, pretty good defense. Is he still alive? He is still alive and he is still available. So I, I, I mean, I want I it's funny because with with McDaniel and, you know, everybody wants the the hot young genius kid and i'm glad we have mcdaniel i want the old grizzled like have done it can take take units and make them top five units i you know the even like the way whether it's uh wade phillips or vic fangio like i I mean that's i mean everybody wants fangio and everybody's going to be disappointed if it's not fangio at this point whoever it is well i Um, wanted fangio last year when they were like when they were redoing everything but um I just, I just don't, I don't think it's, I don't think we're gonna get Fangio. I just don't think it's gonna work. I think it's, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities. We'll see, we'll know in the next week or so. Like these, these, uh, some of these things will start to fall. There was another really interesting name that I saw on all the list of uh, potential defensive coordinators, Chris Shula. So Don Shula's <laughs> grandson is a uh, defensive assistant coach in Los Angeles for the Rams. So he would probably have some ties to McDaniel through McVay. I don't know. Uh, that could be uh, that could be something. Maybe. I, I my top choice is Fangio. I think yeah, everybody's yeah, yeah. top choice is Fangio. My second choice would be Ricard, and then I I'm down for Wade Phillips too if they can get him to come out. Is Robert Sala gonna get fired? Maybe we can hire him. Not this year. I was honestly I was hoping my top choice was Vrabel getting fired in Tennessee because <laughs> that would have been great. If he got fired, he'd be a head coach again, probably. Yeah, within within two years. But I could I I mean I think he could be a head coach. Oh immediately. Yeah. Immediately. But, <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. But that would be that would be nice. But um we shall see. So Another big story going into the offseason. This was uh, we're talking about the Boyer news because it's fresh. Uh, the team came out and announced that the the doctors have said Tua will be able to play next year, and he is the quarterback. They are committed to Tua. Love seeing them come out and say that. They said it right before the game, actually, before the game even happened. So it was not technically offseason news. Um, I think they kind of had to say it because of all like the the rumors swirling around about replacing him. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm fine with that. If he's healthy and yeah, able course. to play, like I'm fine with that. For it's one, yeah. Obviously, the the injury concern. But when that guy was healthy, 
I mean, he still ended up leading the league in many important categories. Having him come back, getting, you know, this team just another year under its belt, I think would be amazing. Here's the thing. Even taking my Roptimist glasses off, he's still on that rookie deal. Like, you don't replace him now because he may not let him play another year if he gets two concussions or one concussion or whatever if there's an issue or if he doesn't look good next year then you deal with something but yeah with how he's played he's totally earned the you come in and do it as i said a couple of weeks ago like i wouldn't I, I wouldn't be too i wouldn't object too much if they tried to replace him with somebody like lamar or brady or rogers or something like that like i'd I'd be okay with that if, like, if he's not if he's not able to play, like, I'm fine with that. All right. First of all, I, I get your sentiment, but let's just get the Brady talk all out of our mouths right now. I do not the let the last thing. First of all, I don't even want a prime Brady coming in here. You win a Super Bowl with Brady, and it just feels like it feels cheap. Uh, yes, I'm, I'd be happy. Oh my god! And I take it. Are you talking about not wanting? You're saying you wouldn't take that. Of course I'd take it. But, of course you would. But there's but there's something weird about like having to get him come here to do it. But the reality is you'd more likely looking at the a washed up old Brady, and now here we are gonna be sucking with a washed up old Brady. I don't even want the chance that we have washed up old Brady. He did not <laughs> did you watch that oh, yeah. game? He did I think he's he's still gonna he's gonna play next year and I think he'll be fine. The only way I want him I would want him here is if Tua is like I'm taking a year off or I retire. Then fine, go with go with him for a year. But no way in hell would I rather have Brady than Tua going into next year. That's fair. Uh, that that's fair. I think like one of the things I was thinking about too, like just as a Dolphins fan, is like Tyreek Hill is a generational talent. And his window is small right now. He's close. I mean, he's close to the end of being a two generational or, Two or talent. three more years of him playing right. at this level. Yeah. So Brady coming in here with Waddle. Stop Hill. saying it. I, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, like, just thinking about it. Like, that's not, a, that's not a bad thing. But they, regardless, like, whether or not it's Tua or Brady, this is my next point. Offensive line is something they need to address and something they need to fix. Like, they were much better this year than they were last year, but they are not where they need to be. Yes, we get a... I mean... And I don't really know how they address it. We don't have a high draft pick. There is going to be cap room. They can probably sign people, but I don't know who's going to be available so for you. So everybody wise. gets healthy. You get... Armstead obviously stays at left tackle. Williams stays at center. Hunt stays at right guard. Shell at right tackle? Austin Jackson, I think, might be able to play. I think he might actually be a good player. I would have liked to have seen him play this year. Like, that's that's one of the things that really hurts. And now he's, uh, is he's, this is his fifth year, like, like yeah, or his fourth two year. Is, he's to his draft year. So we, we have him for, yeah. One more year, but. He's definitely we, not getting a fifth year option. Right, but yeah, this yeah. is his fourth year coming yes. up. So, but, but he's not going to be the left guard. I mean, he, he was playing right tackle. Right, right, right. But I think, I mean, the way Shell played, and I think he might be a free agent, but... I think Jackson is probably a better left guard than Eichenberg is. Eichenberg right. was 
I think I even when he was, was healthy, bad. he was bad. I mean, Robert Jones was much, much better. Right. So um, now Williams, uh, yeah, when was Williams a right guard or a left guard? When, left guard. So we, if we find him, we could also look for a center and move. I, I'm fine with him saying center. I think they'll keep him center. But if you have a chance to find or draft a center, you could move Williams to left guard and also improve the hell out of this line. Yeah, agree. Uh, Hunt slides back to he in the Buffalo game. He was playing right tackle. Yeah, you know he's he's, he's the right guard. He's an amazing right guard. Yeah, with Shell. I mean, I'm fine with Austin Jackson battling Shell in ugh, too many drinks in the in the offseason. And if he wins the job, he wins the job. That's but if what he I doesn't would like win to see. The job, and then some the competition job. for Eichenberg at left guard. Yeah, whether or not it's Connor Williams and we have a center or something along those lines. Um, but, I, we're very close wait, to having a good offense. We don't line. have a first round pick, but a second round pick can come in and play. So our second round pick is number fifty one in the draft. Yeah, this is what I wanted to talk about next, is because Gasecki's not coming back. No. So tight end, like, is that? Do we try and draft one? Because we don't have one. Well, we don't. Smythe is fine. Smythe is fine. He is not a number one tight end. Hunter Long is a bust. At this point, I think we can say that maybe as a second tight end. I mean, Smythe works in this offense because he blocks and he can make the occasional catch. Smythe is a very solid number two tight end. Yeah. But, well, yeah. This offense needs a very needs a blocker more than it needs a pass catcher. Well, I think I, I mean the only the only thing that like makes sense in my mind and I was this is another thing I was doing was looking at McDaniel has to want a Kittle, I guess. Has to, right? Oh, like yeah, that's everybody. the only reason he didn't try anything with Kaseki really this year, right? I think well, no, I think oh so here's the thing. So obviously in the early downs you want somebody who can run or catch, right? Who can can be in either part. And that tended to be more Smythe. You mean run or block. More run or block in the passing game. Yes. yes. Sorry. Um and that tended to be more Smythe because I guess he was a better blocker. Right. In the third now when you're in your obvious pass situations, you could put Kasiki in there. And honestly, I think it's just so much that the first or second read was open. Hill or Waddle was open, and he didn't have to go to Gasicki. He, you know, the- I, if I'm being honest, like I mean, like Gasicki wasn't. I mean, the few targets he got this year, he wasn't beating one-on-one coverage. Like let's let's be honest, like he wasn't. Yeah, he made some great catches. He made some, you know, that what, what was it the uh, Ravens game? He made that great catch in the yeah. in the end zone. Had a nice catch. I mean, it was a easy catch but in this in the playoff game i mean he's been good when when given the chance yeah he missed that one went through his hands and, the, and you know that could have won us a playoff uh, game. fourth down play fourth down play in this game fourth down play in, in, in san francisco as yeah. well was another one like you know contested like he didn't he didn't win um i'm just i'm just saying like i mean like the only thing i can think of in my mind is having you know having lived in san francisco for the last couple of years having watched that team play and the way they use George Kittle and the type of player that George Kittle is and what he means to that offense. I mean, as much as I love Gusecki, like he is 
No, Kittle. Yeah. Like, Kittle like is and, that what I'm? That's what I'm asking. Like, are they trying to find a Kittle for of this course. offense? There are guys in the draft that might be that guy. Yeah, they're looking for that. We like Kelsey as a tight end is like a Gasicki. He's like he's a wide receiver. He's, he's a better blocker than than Gusecki, but, though. But Gronkowski, Gronkowski and Kittle. Like we want, you know, you see they them on block sp- like offensive linemen and they catch like receivers on sports center. You only see the catches, right? You don't realize how amazing they are Correct. at blocking. Yeah. And that's what, that's what this offense demands it de- because it's, it's built on, it's built on basically we can line up like we're running the ball. Like we've got a fullback, we've got t- two tight ends and yet all of a sudden, they can go five wide with that person. It's very, very difficult to find that type of, of player. Of course. Though. There's like not they, that many of them. Right. There's there's a... Gronkowski is a... a I hate him, but... He's a unicorn. Generational player. Um, Kittle, I don't hate. Kittle is amazing. They're, I, Kittle might actually be a better tight end than, than Gronkowski. I, I'll go out and say that. But um, Mark Andrews is also... Same draft as Gusecki. Uh I don't, is he? Yeah, they were the I same. I thought draft. he was. No, they were the same draft. I and I, I can't remember if we had a chance to draft him and draft Gusecki. We drafted Gusecki pretty high. I love Gusecki too. So, but either way, same draft. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's got to be it. Like that's got to be the thing that they're going after. I don't know if they're going to draft it or try and sign it in free agency because. I don't think they're going to find it in free agency. If they don't find it, though, they'll go. They'll go with Smythe and Hunter Long. They can't. That doesn't work. We've seen it. But it's not it's not as important. It's when you have Hill and Waddle, they can take up 80% of your targets. Yeah, I guess I I mean the thing for me is like I feel like they're trying this offense and I'm not saying like all McDaniel can do is emulate what's happening in San Francisco. But I no, do this, feel like he's very influenced by it. Of course he's influenced by it, but this offense was very different. I mean, those those offenses are predicated on the run. We haven't seen, and, and those outside right. zones, we have we didn't see that right. until the last three weeks, two, two, three weeks of the season when they, they didn't start running those sweeps until that Patriots game. Like, so. Yep, that, that is very true. So, um, we have a very late Christmas present for our audience. We do? Yeah. We're going to go longer. We're going to take a break because we're at break time. Woo. And we're going to come back for a third segment. And we're going to talk a little bit more about our off season. And I think what we would like to see happen. And this is not just because we're drunk. So drunk. We are very drunk. But because we're excited about this Miami Dolphins football team and the future that it has. So please stay tuned. And we're back. Oh, that feels good. So, um, go ahead and take a drink. I will. Thank you. So, as we're recording this, Ed Donatel got fired as the defensive coordinator for the Vikings. So, I guess his his name might be in the mix. Doesn't really excite me. They were no, they were terrible. terrible. He's like sixty five years old and been doing the defensive coordinator. If thing anything, forever. that causes us a problem because there's another defensive coordinator position open. Oh, true. Look at me. The big brain. Big brain on this guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Where were we before we went to break? Uh, we were in Talking the about second tight end, segment. Right? Tight yeah. ends. What we want to see on offense. Improvement. Yeah. 
Offensive line, tight end, running back. I think I'm I'm actually okay. I hope they bring Mostert and Wilson back. I mean, so and this How are you, where are you? Yeah, where are you at on running back? Oh, I mean, I'd love to have them both back, but the, I think one of our off-season pods will will get into the cap. So we're like twenty million dollars over the cap right now. I know you say the cap the is fake, not real, but you still need to restructure or do things to make things happen. Byron so, Jones gone. That's if they release him after June first, it's close to fifteen million dollars. Great, yeah. Uh, there's right things. There. There's things to do. There's um, other guys to cut. Ogba's another one. Like he's got a big contract. I know, but I don't want to cut him. I don't want to cut him, but you got to restructure. You think? M- maybe we'll see. I mean, who knows? But here's so I don't know what it'll cost to get Mostert or Wilson. I don't think they're going to sign both of them. I think that'd be too much money. I think you draft a guy. I think you sign one and draft a guy. Um, Gaskins is a free agent, but Ahmed well, still... No, Gaskins, no, not Gaskin's not gone, but Ahmed still be on the team. Yeah, but I don't... Uh, great. But as a as a backup or a third, I mean, I think you spend a the third round pick on a, on a rookie running back. I think that's that's more the case. I don't know if they're going to bring them both back. I don't think I don't think there's some interesting running backs that are going to be free agents as well. Rashad Penny's one that I thought would fit in nicely in this offense. Tony Pollard, perhaps. Oh, Pollard would be interesting because they can't. I don't know what Dallas is going to do because they can't pay him. They can't pay him and Zeke. Right. And I don't see them cutting Zeke, even though Zeke hasn't. They could restructure Zeke, though. I don't think they're bringing both of them. I think Pollard's going to get paid and it's probably not going to be by us, but. But he's going to get too much money. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. But it would like, be Miles, nice. Miles Sanders might be a free agent. Like, we're, Oh, here's a good one. This is uh, uh, one of my really good uh, Dolphins fan friends in San Francisco. Loves Charles Edward Allaire. <laughs> like, loves CEH in, uh, in Kansas City. And he's definitely not going back to Kansas City. One, his name's Clyde. There we go. Thank you. Two, your friend can go kiss a dead dog because Clyde... <laughs> if Clyde couldn't make it work in the Chiefs, he ain't going to make it work here. I'm, I'm actually a fan. He's really young. I'm a fan he's of his. He's very, very young. He's not fast. He's pretty fast. He's not fast. He's like... He's not... I don't think he's... He's not dynamic I mean, He's not enough. mustard fast. I don't... I don't... I do not want Charles Clyde. Edward. It's Clyde, do, right? Yeah, it is Clyde. C H. That's only that's Clyde Edwards Alaire. There we go. I call him Charles. I don't want Charles Eleven Egg Claire. I that I that might be a good one. I no. thought he'd be a pretty good Rashad Penny is another one I thought would be a pretty good signing for this team. So, but he's not a free agent. Penny? Yeah. He no, is. Clyde. No, but he's not going back to that. He's not going back to Kansas. City. I mean, I don't. But he's on a rookie deal. They they might not need to cut him. He they could just stick him at the end of the bench. Like he could just be a backup. I don't see that. Do you see that happening? I don't. I mean, I don't know. What I mean, I guess they got Pacheco and McKinnon. Either guess, way, yeah, running back is something we need to address. Offensive line, slight tweaks. I think need to be made. Armstead, I love him. He's great. Cannot be trusted. Like no, he's not going to play seventeen right, he's games. Not but hopefully, games. he plays fifteen. Yeah, and and the playoffs. Um, I don't remember if Greg Little is a free agent or not. Um, um, we'll we'll do the full free agent thing. Yeah, he's in the actually a pretty decent left tackle backup. Like that's yeah. somebody we could like actually hold on to to back up Armstead and play. Um, tight end. I think that's like the biggest part for offense. So. 
when yes, when you were talking about tight end, so here here the third receiver. Third receiver also. Like that's another thing. So I can't remember. Is Sherfield also I think Sherfield is also a free agent. I know Craycraft is. Is was Sherfield just a one year deal? Sherfield might be, but I don't there's not gonna be people aren't gonna be like banging down the door to sign Sherfield. No, true. But Wilson obviously he's got a big contract. Yeah, I know he, he can was be injured, cut or but traded. he did not he did not no live up to any of the expectations. Called it. I don't know. You did. I I had I had big hopes for him, but um but also there's not a lot of targets. There's not a lot of targets. But there should be. That, that's basically that's what I'm saying. Is like if this offense is gonna be elite, elite, it's gotta be more than Hill and Waddle. It's gotta be. You need a third option, like a real third option. And you need a good running game. We have easy E. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That'd be I we didn't get to see any of that this year. So I was a little shocked. I know obviously as a comma and Channing Tyndall were later round draft picks. We didn't have their first and second round picks. I was surprised at how little action they got. I mean, Tyndall, Tyndall not had a, a surprise shot in Chicago. He didn't like that was the thing. Well. Like they were like, hey, spy fields. Right. And he had like two or three drives and he obviously could not do it. So it was like I mean, to be fair, right. not many people can, but he should have I mean there was that that giant that sixty yard touchdown, he overshot the you know, he overshot the gap. It's, and, it's like it's like your one job is like yeah. make sure this guy doesn't run for seventy six yards. Make sure he doesn't run for seventy six like you only have one job. I mean, to be fair, that could be my one job. I'm not going oh, to I'm succeed. not gonna make but I'm yeah, yeah. In no way or shape anywhere close to what Channing Tindall looks like. So that is true. Yeah. Um, either way. Uh, yeah, the actual draft picks weren't great, but Kohu kind of saves our rookie class. Like that guy yeah. was. My God. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't even a draft. He was an unrestricted free agent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, our rookie class. I didn't. Oddly I didn't enough, say draft Skyler was class. our best draft pick. Oof. Ouch. I mean, what were there, three? <laughs> <laughs> but right, you want, I mean, I feel like Ezekanma could have been, ah, who knows? Who knows? Whatever. I, that's what I, basically what I'm saying is like, we need to see a little bit. But I don't see, I guess balance, what I'm saying um, is I don't and, see a big investment coming in tight end. Um, I don't see the, the second pick going on a tight end. Our, You mean our first, our second round our pick, second which round is our pick. first yeah. pick. Yeah. Um, I could, it's a good class. Like, at least from what I'm seeing, like, we're not going to get Bowers from Georgia. Who was, I was like, I didn't know, honestly, I don't, I just don't watch a lot of college football, but he's definitely not falling to us there. So, um, there's other guys though. There's, uh, there's other guys in the draft that I could not to, name one of them. Well, I know I only, I can't name them now cause I'm drunk, but I did read about it earlier. There's a few guys that seem to, uh, I did hear something Mimic about like this. what Kittle does. Like, I heard something about this fellow named Bowers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's very good. We're not going to get him, no. apparently. Apparently, I just he's going to be drafted in the top. I end. just heard it from you a minute ago. He is the Georgia tight end. He's very good. Georgia. I hear they get, they might have a shot this year. They're pretty good at college football. Hmm. Their quarterback's almost as old as you. Nice. Almost. Close, but um, he is the same age as Lamar as uh, Lamar Jackson. He's older than Lamar Jackson, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like for real, not like in jokes. No, yes, actually older. So tight end is yeah, that's what I would like to see I, on the defensive side. Like the coordinators, we started talking about some of them that are available. 
I don't think they make a lot of changes on defense, although I guess it's going to depend on who the coach comes in, right? It's also going to depend on, on who we could sign. We have a lot of free agents there, like uh, Roberts, Egwavon, they're they're both free agents. Yeah, those aren't that important. I know, but if they're not there, you need to sign, you need to draft or sign somebody. Correct, yeah. They're, Ingram is another one um, who was a very important part of this defense this year. Wasn't um, flashy, but I think, I mean, he had it, was it flashy. early, yeah. but... Um, Eric Rowe is he? He's a free agent, also. I don't think he comes back. They don't re-sign him. The honestly, if 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 uh, if 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 Jones Brandon Jones didn't get hurt, I don't think he would. He might not have even finished the year. <laughs> like yeah. he had that. He was inactive that one game, which hurt us because we needed him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they're not re-signing him. Yeah. There's. Uh, but no, I I was looking through the list of free agents and it's deep. Yeah, no, it's extensive. Um, the core is solid though. Oh, it's, yeah, like it's that's, crazy. Yeah, like that's that's the the main thing. Yeah, it reminds me of you know you have your fantasy team and you're like, ooh, I want to pick up this hot this hot new guy off the waiver wire, and you go pick up, and it's like, okay, who do you want to drop? And you're like. Well, I don't want to drop any of these guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I want to upgrade the team, but I love, but I love the players, and I'm like, I don't want to get rid of any of these guys. Yeah, I really do. I feel like most, like the the basic core of this team is coming back. the The big question is like who they hire as the defensive coordinator, because that that could change things quite a bit. Um, you know, Landon Roberts is a good example of that. Like, right. If we're not running a three four, there's no need for Landon Roberts. Um, hard to run a three four when you got this defensive line. Like, how do you? I mean, unless you. I mean, you can. I mean, we ran you, a three four this year. I mean, well, but Phillips can play linebacker in the three four. Yeah, Chubb as well. Like, yeah, both I mean, of those. but they're but they're linebackers. I mean, they're 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 essentially they're, defensive ends. They're defensive ends that just yeah, but they can cover and run. But but usually when they're covering, I'm like, why are they out there? <laughs> run after the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend like I could actually call a defense in the NFL, but having Chubb and Phillips as your, your bookends, like... Yeah, that should be... You make with Wilkins and Sealer in the middle. God, that should make your job easy. Yeah. And then, I mean, Raekwon Davis is under contract. I mean, like, he's a monster for... for no, Wilkins and Sealer, I know they both need to get paid, but are, they're not... Are they... I think... No, I think they're both, they're both under contract. For one more year? Yeah. I, they're, well, they're they picked up Wilkins' fifth played. option. Okay. Yeah. And that's this year. Yep. So he's on his fifth. So he's going to need a contract during the season. And Sealer was already signed. Okay. Baker signed an extension as well. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I mean, we we. I feel like Roberts is somebody that can be replaced. Yeah. I like I him. Mean, but if Boyer's, if it's not Boyer, obviously Flores, who is an option. He's, he's interviewing for defensive coordinator jobs. Uh, yeah, don't think he's coming in. So that the music you brought you brought that up and the music was just like, yeah, you've had enough to drink. I think so. I think so. It was a great season. Thanks, everybody. Good job, Dolphins. Fins up. Let's go.